Welcome, everybody, to Straight Shoot, a wrestling podcast. This is our night two review of WrestleMania 38 from Dallas, Texas. Steve, how are you feeling about all of this? Santi, I'm still coming down from one of the best highs, dude. Honestly, I did not know what to expect from night two. Night one left us kind of on the pinnacle of marking out with that stone cold uh entire segment and now i'm sitting here and i feel light my body feel light it feels <laughs> light it feels like almost an out of body experience just imagine being a part of that 78,000 people in dallas what they just got to experience that we experienced live with a thousand to 34,000 people that came through our live which was insane thank you everyone but wow santi you were there you were sitting right next to me where are we on this right now like where yeah. are you I, I i this is where i'm at and 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 again i'm just coming off of watching this wrestlemania um so recency bias could potentially be part of my my opinion right now um you know there's a definitely the younger audience from our tiktok is saying this is the greatest mania of all time it is not it is not this potentially might be the most fun wrestlemania of all time which we're going to talk about uh some of the really fun segments but if you if you look at the combination of night one and night two it was just fun and i'm i'm thinking back to um to the wrestlemanias you know from 37 to to 30 and i would say that it's potentially the best one out of those and I look at the ones in the 20s and it's better than a lot of the, those there. But what it definitely is better at is it was fun and it was entertaining as all hell. And now for 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 today, Steve, uh, the plan is to review the segments of night two. Um, but then, of course, we can kind of talk about our overall thoughts on the, the most stupendous spectacle in uh, in wrestling. We can kind of give our overall thoughts here at the end. Uh, so let's just start from segment by segment. Let's break it down um, and, uh, and see kind of where we're at on a segment by segment basis. The show starting off with the King of Kings, Triple H himself, coming out to welcome the audience. And you could just tell hunter was psyched to be in front of yeah. that many people and to have and i'm gonna sound cheesy to have the wwe universe back you could yeah. sense it you could sense he was out there having fun um with just his entrance alone but this was the official retirement of uh of one of you know, you can make the argument the greatest of all time. Definitely one of the greatest of all time uh, yep. in, uh, in in Triple H by by hanging up the boots and leaving them uh, in the middle of the ring. It's it's official. It's official, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to take one quick step back because I commented to you while we were sitting here watching it on the live. I said, I think the WWE superstars needed this WrestleMania just as much as the fans did. This was the return back to normalcy and normality um they needed that energy on both sides the 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 wrestlers themselves had to give that energy back to the fans and the fans had to give that energy back to the wrestlers and i think what you saw with hunter coming out is what he has sorely missed um during his and like late nxt uh golden black to his condition into the end of the pandemic he finally this was 
his last ride per se. Yeah. Even though it was only a five minute entrance and the boots, the welcome to WrestleMania, I really think Hunter needed to get that last little bit of energy. You even said it, hey Hunter, like let's let's keep the heart rate down. Yeah. You know, the blood pressure. But I think that was his last true pop. And um that was emotional. Yeah. That was emotional. I got emotional last night with the uh the Austin everything but that was emotional in a different sense it's like my my childhood is now gone uh, there is no more mick foley there is no more uh hbk there is no more undertaker there is no more rock that we know of there is no more stone cold steve austin and there is no more hunter yeah my the attitude era is done and I really think what we, what we were talking about, about this being fun for the guys my age, sorry, uh, for the guys my age, we got that last little bit of fun with Austin McMahon. McMahon, we'll talk about it. But we got that final chapter. I think tonight was the final chapter on the Attitude Era. That book is now closed. Yeah. So um, what a first segment. And it led really into the rest of night two, which was so good. Absolutely. I mean, let's start off with uh, with the matches. This was the match that I said this is going to be the uh, the spark plug match, and I'm gl- I love the fact that they put this at the very top of the show because this was something that night one sorely missed because night one was great except the first 20, 25 minutes of it with the first two matches. Night two remedied that by putting a super fast-paced fun match right at the top of the card. We got Team RK Bro, Randy Orton Riddle facing off against the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford versus Alpha Academy, uh, Chad Gable and Otis. And we had Team RK Bro win to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. And what a fun and yeah. again, this just kind of goes with 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 the with the whole mantra that we keep saying that this was such a fun mania. What a fun match! What great spots! What a great finish! And here's the thing, Steve. I any one of these teams deserved to win. They all went out there and put on a, a spectacular show. I do think that this is the right team uh, to continue to carry the Raw Men's Tag Team Division. Um, ultimately, what are your thoughts? No, I I agree with you tenfold. All I'm going to say is I'm going to sound like a broken record here and say that I'm all about the story. This storyline for the last six weeks between all three of these teams has been fantastic. Yeah. So if Alpha Academy won, I wasn't going to be mad. Street Profits won, really wasn't going to be mad. RK Bro, not going to be mad. I just want to acknowledge quickly and acknowledge is going to be my word of the night clearly, but I'm going to acknowledge Montez Ford. The man is a, I'm going to try not to swear as much tonight as well. The man is an absolute bona fide athlete. That spot over the turnbuckle. Yes, we've seen it before, but the way he came so close and tucked, right as his head went over wow and then he landed on his feet and was forced to sell to fall over 
<laughs> Come on. I mean, speaking of Montez Ford, he ate a beautiful springboard RKO from not Randy Orton, but from Riddle. What's funny is that I, I said to Steve, we need a springboard RKO, yep. but that they reversed it because I was expecting the victim to be springboarding. Instead, we had the predator uh, doing the springboarding uh, a la Sammy Guevara uh, on uh, on Cody Rhodes on uh, on AEW. Beautiful okay. RKO, immediately followed by a, an equally as beautifully timed RKO on Chad Gable, this time by the original gangster himself, creator of the RKO, Randy Orton. One, two, three, Team RK Bro retain the World Tag Team Championships. And what a lightning rod of a match. And that's yeah. exactly what we needed to start off this uh, to start yeah. off this night. It was the spark that night one ha did not have. Uh, night one was like that slow burning ember that leads into the forest fire, which we got. But tonight was let's just pour some gasoline on it and let let's go and see how long this lasts. Yeah. Um. And speaking about how long it lasts, we went into Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, what do you? I mean, okay, I can I can take it away here. So we had Bobby Lashley defeating Omos via pinfall in a singles match in around six and a half minutes. Um, I mean, look, I turned to Steve and I said because Steve was saying what a terrible match, and I said to Steve, "It's okay if it's terrible. All it needs is a memorable spot, right? A memorable spot." Whether it's something crazy like Bobby Lashley military pressing Omos, um, a proper suplex on Omos, just something. And it didn't even have that, unfortunately. Uh, I'm glad Bobby won, uh, but I don't know. This victory doesn't do a lot for Bobby. And I don't know what you do with either of these guys. I thought that the booking that we created here at Straight Shoot was significantly better. Do you want to tell uh, our audience what that idea was? Um, with MVP coming out and actually swerving and and turning on Bobby Lashley and becoming that promo artist for Omos and costing Bobby Lashley the match because I you could you could run that into a feud into Survivor or uh, SummerSlam. You could run that to Survivor Series. You could build a faction off it. Hell, you could get Apollo and... Uh, As Commander, Commander Aziz. Yeah, Commander Aziz and bring that in and start a whole new faction with MVP, which we know MVP is a great manager, like we saw with the Hurt Business. Yeah. So I think our booking on this match was a lot better um, clearly, Vince and Bruce Pritchard did not listen to us. <laughs> Who would have thought? And they went with a uh, uh, just a a very odd finish for me, a very boring, lackluster finish for me. Um, and honestly, if I I don't even want to rate the match because I don't want to put a damper on how good this night was. Yeah, yeah. I, I will just say that I'm happy that Bobby was on the yeah. card. Uh, I'm happy for Omos in terms of getting a worthy enough opponent um, that, you know, turned some heads, even though the match was not what we 
it's not here's the thing like i don't think anyone was expecting much out of this so i don't think like people are disappointed with how this match went i think it was kind of sort of a uh, part for the course i think what is surprising is the the result just with how much time wwe has um has spent uh in building omas um a bit of an odd decision but hey i digress i love bobby lashley you know that uh yeah. next match steve 80 i'm i'm go ahead, my dude uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna open the velvet rope for you go ahead I am my grinning ear to ear in our pre in our predictions podcast i said that this is the match that could steal the show it needed to do a couple of things, all right? It needed to be fun. It needed to include the crew of Jackass. And it needed just ridiculous bumps. I didn't yeah. I didn't want hardcore bumps, right? I, I didn't need, like, tacks or chair shots to the head. I needed fun bumps, which is why I threw out the example of the shopping cart. We didn't get the shopping cart, but we got some other iconic Jackass props that we're going to talk about here in just a second. And Steve... Let me tell you something here. What a mother oh freaking spectacle this was. I was grinning from ear to ear. You we, were. Got, we got all three of those things that I said yeah. that we needed. We got all three of them. Not only did we get Wee Man, we got Party Guy. Party Guy <laughs> underrated in the lore of Jackass. I'm telling you. Not we, we didn't get the shopping cart, but we got the giant hand slap. I, no, 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 I, no, that was the debut of Mark Henry and Mae Young's hand baby. <laughs> they it debuted the dude. He grew up. He got to the main event. Steve, this was everything it needed to be and more. I want to bow down and kiss the feet of Sami Zayn for turning into a genuinely hilarious slapstick wrestling comedian. That was comedy. That was comedy, and it wasn't cheesy, it wasn't lame, wasn't geared towards kids. It was just fun, hilarious, and we got a better slam than Hogan on, on Andre the Giant. We got Wee Man lifting the immovable object that is Sami Zayn in a beautiful, beautiful body slam. Uh, Steve, this, to me, it was, up to this moment, my favorite spot of all of mania i'm not even gonna lie that's how over i was on this yeah dude i'm gonna say right now like i did not expect much to this match the build-up was entertaining but it's johnny knoxville like <laughs> what are you gonna expect the guy could get like the wind could blow and it could hurt him type thing you know and oh my god like the, the again respect to Zam sammy zane like, he is one of the most underrated workers, in my mind, in WWE currently. He's got... His gimmick's not the best, but the shit he is willing to do. That's... Can we just talk about the spot on the table with the mousetraps? Yeah. The distance that table was from where he came off from the back right side ring post. That was a long... Yeah. A long way. And he made it and he sold it. Um, we man, fuck, bless the man. <laughs> bless him. He didn't get used as a weapon. He was the fucking weapon. Like, <laughs> my God. The body slam was clean. 
this is a guy that is what four feet tall and he genuinely picked up a six foot man and dumped him on his ass oh like let's go we're gonna go back to may young's hand baby i'm that's how i'm referring to this spot sure sure the greatest spot in jackass history gets reenacted on wrestlemania it was so good and they, they the best part steve is they 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 hit it for the tv audience we yes. didn't know it was there we didn't it know was it was so there <laughs> that sammy so is I, I i can't remember if he was chasing Wee man or what it he was, was. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me right. let me just say do you if anybody remembers the jackass spot where Bam Margera takes that hand with the powder and he's carrying the soup or the coffees or whatever it was <laughs> and he goes stiff and gets flown backwards. Sami Zayn reenacted that perfectly. Oh, it was so good, man. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to actually edit the live and pull spots because I think you and I marked out so hard on that spot oh, i was I, I was rolling i was actually rolling <laughs> uh, you you were cat i have not heard you laugh that hard yeah. ever that was so good honestly at this point that i did not think anything was topping the spot marquee of this match by the end of this i was like no there are too many good fucking spots yeah. in this match that it is not getting beat it was so good it was so good the only the only problem at the very end was the the giant there was a giant mousetrap the giant mousetrap not triggering but eventually worked and you yeah know, at I, least but they prep for it no i sorry i don't mean to cut you off they prep for it though because there was a release one yeah. a release two and finally <laughs> Finally, Johnny Knoxville pulls release three and gets himself caught <laughs> in this PVC mousetrap. Oh, man. I, I could not recommend this match to people more. This was excellent. Um, kudos to everyone involved. Johnny Knoxville, the crew of Jackass. Um, shout out to the most underrated Jackass character and party guy. Um, Sami Zayn, you guys are legends. What a fantastic segment. Incredible. Um, I, and I bow down to these guys. Let's, uh, let's move on. Um, to the women's tag team fatal four-way. We had Sasha Banks and Naomi defeating champions Queen Zelina and Carmella, as well as Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and the team of Natalia and Shayna Baszler via pinfall. Um, do you uh, want to really talk about what really stole this match, or uh, do we want to talk about the match first? Uh, I mean, I... The match yeah, is okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the entrances and the outfits, because I was marking out. Oh my god. Okay, let's 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 start from the top. We had Naomi come out to her glow. Which is one which... of my favorite entrances. Steve doesn't like it, but I love the glow entrance. Nah, I'm not a big fan, but I did see some background stuff uh be while you were traveling home before we were recording. And they were literally yeeting those glow sticks. Those weren't purchased. Like during the between, there was like 20 guys just hand bombing these glow sticks into the floor crowd so they all had some thousands of them just going like crazy so that was great i now that i saw how they prepped it awesome love it but snoop dog apparently decided to land sasha a fucking lamborghini 
And goddamn, how good did Sasha look coming out of that? Like, like. Oh, she, it, it was great. It was awesome. It, it was like a very successful Eddie Guerrero. Um, yes. And then we had of uh, uh, the outfits of the night, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan uh, coming out as basically what uh, Halle Berry's Catwoman. It was. Uh, Sorry, I'm wiping the drool off of my <laughs> face. Oh, they look um, fantastic. Oh, my God. Liv Morgan, I truly simped out for you tonight. <laughs> I will say that. Through and through. Oh my God. Liv's outfit was just. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, 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 I'm going to go off for a sec. Liv Morgan deserves so much better than what she's getting. She invests in her character. She invests in her in-ring work. And for some reason, she is reaching for that fucking proverbial gr- brass ring. And it's almost like at that fingertip where you paw at it. And she does so well. Like. Like we said at the start, some of these wrestlers should not have been in this match. Or this match should have been something different, like a ladder or a tornado or something. And I just feel bad, but god damn did her and Rhea, I think, stole the show for both both nights when it comes to entrances. Like, I think their 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 gear was the best of the show. It was stellar. It was absolutely yeah. stellar. Now, I, I mean, the match itself was like, just nothing special. Um, he, here's what here's my postmortem of the of the match. Now that I've had some time to digest it, and and this is this might trigger something in you, Steve, because I'm only just realizing it now. Did Shayna and Natalia get any offense at any moment in this match? I can't recall them there even being in it. They, they had, were so forgettable uh, in it. Yeah, they, they were not good. They were not good at all. But they did have a little bit of offense at one point. It was camera front. Um, and they they had a weird little tag in, tag out segment. But that was about it. Um, thing is, what the the result of this match makes sense. Naomi, Sasha, I honestly thought there was going to be a swerve and a turn. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. But... Carmella's and Corey are gonna about to go get married. Zelina really deserves a singles everything. Yeah. Liv and Rhea can battle back and forth for these tag titles because Sasha and Naomi now have to come to Raw. So this all does make sense. But do you care? No. Fuck okay. no. All right, then well, let's move on. Uh all right. Yeah, okay, so we're moving on to what I unfortunately, yeah, the longest match of the night, which I unfortunately also believe um, was a very disappointing affair. We had Edge versus AJ Styles in a singles match. Now, here's, here's why I think it's disappointing. The vibe of the crowd and the story that they were trying to tell in the ring was a bit too much of a juxtaposition with everything else that the, where the show was shining, which was fun and electrifying. Mm. You know, we, we, when we look at the Roman and Lesnar match, there was no fun, but it was electrifying. It was electrifying. And people cared and people were standing. I saw the entire front row yawning 
throughout this match. The crowd was deflated. When the crowd is deflated, the audience at home is deflated. And once the audience around the world is deflated, then that's where the negative judgment starts to creep in for the match. But if you look at it, like if every match had no audience, if every match had no audience, this is a technical great match. I just don't think it was the match we needed. We needed ruthlessness. Here's the thing. Okay, let's look at the 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 match before it and the match before that. Knoxville and Sami Zayn with the crew of Jackass genuinely tore the house down yeah. in that match. Then we had a very lackluster Fatal 4-Way tag women's match that was bad. Then we go into a technical match. It was the positioning of this match on the card. Mm -hmm. You put this match after RK Bro, or even in front of that. You start the show with this match. Different reaction. Yeah. Different reaction, especially with the swerve with Damian Priest and the new faction for Edge. There's a different reaction. This is all back down. This is the match was very good. Yeah, yeah, it was. If, if you are a fan of technical wrestling and professional wrestling, this was a very good match. But this was so poor on creative side of positioning on the card. You need to know where to read the crowd. If you are going to put a technical wrestling match on. You don't put it after something that is massive where there was a bathroom break right after it. People are going to see this and be like, two big names, but eh, I'll just stay for my other beer in the concourse. You know, so this was bad on booking. Phenomenal. Phenomenal technical wrestling match. Yeah. With a great swerve. But wrong place to put it it, it was just tough to get invested um yeah because like you said the the placement on the card um everyone was exhausted um the and like i said if you're gonna put it there it, it required more ruthlessness than uh than than technical work because the match itself like i said it is great but there's a lot more that makes a, a professional wrestling match entertaining and part of that is the crowd the crowd was dead and deflated go ask chris jericho and triple h how difficult it is to perform in front of a deflated crowd they had to follow up rock and hogan um i, I just think that they they suffered from from a poor placement on the card um, but I mean, let, let's talk about outcomes here because we had Damien Priest. And what's weird is that somebody in the TikTok chat said, wouldn't it be funny if Damien Priest came out and interfered? And we were like, that makes no fucking sense. Why would that even make sense at all? And it's exactly what we got. And yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. If they're planning on building some sort, and by the way, Damien Priest kneeled in front of edge. So perhaps yes. we're getting some sort of cult like, um yeah uh quasi brood cult faction if it's led by hedge hell yeah i mean yeah so i was i was reading a lot right before mania uh today and the rumor mill was that edge is getting a faction like massive rumor mill that edge is getting a faction am i are we gonna get 
19 or 2022 version of a darker brood um yes what's please. the what's the aew faction the dark order a, uh, a dark order or the the house, house of black. black maybe something like that yes please all day if you want to bring in tomaso it was uh it was said in the chat that it could be tomaso as a third person i don't want that but i'm okay with it yeah you know that's the thing like Damian, think about this. Damian Priest, Edge, and Tommaso Ciampa as a faction. Hell to the yes. Take my money. Hell yes. Take my fucking money because we've got Hell in a Cell coming. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be money in the bank. We've got Knights of Savagery coming up in the next couple of months where you're like, these three in that type of stable could put on barn burner matches followed by violence. And I'm yeah. okay with this. I'm yeah. okay with this. Yeah. I, I think uh, we're ready to move on, but I think my, my final thoughts are the match itself. I was a bit underwhelmed with the, in, with the entire package, not the, yeah. the technical work, but I'm optimistic as to where all of this is going is where i'll leave it at uh i think this next one should be quick we've got seamus and ridge holland uh with butch defeating the new day with xavier woods and kofi kingston by a pinfall in a minute 40. so i'm i'm gonna say something right now say it i was livid with how short this was but the events that preceded it made me not give a shit about this match yeah that's yeah, I mean, it, it it was if if WWE didn't care, then we didn't care either, right? And I think that showed. Um, I I mean, I'll talk about some of the things that I loved. I I I loved the New Day's homage to Big E with the ring gear, um, with 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 the Big E dance moves. I I love that. Um, and that's where my, the things that I loved about this match end. <laughs> that's kind of where it ends there was a little spot uh right at the end where um what's his name not i, mean, I won't acknowledge <laughs> pete him dunn. His, when pete dunn came in and just started brawling was it xavier yeah it was yeah. Xavier. brawling on xavier and i was like okay so they're making him look like that like the unhinged know, spark plug or something like that yeah exactly which i did like because it could be this new stable and I think we're going to see a lot of DQ matches because they're not releasing him to allow him to perform in matches, which I'm okay with this down the line. But you're also dealing with an ex-world champion in Xavier, or sorry, in Kofi. And you're also dealing with an ex-world champion in Sheamus. You think you're going to pay them enough respect to give them at least five, not, not under two? Yeah, didn't but, even but, make it to two, yeah. No, so my my point being is I was really pissed off that this is what they got, but then we got came, what came next. Oh, and buddy, what came next is a is a gem. It it is it is gonna go down as one of my all-time favorite 
segments because it's two matches, but it's over. Let's call it a segment. It's going to go down as one of my favorite segments in Mania history. I'm going to tell you right now, and you are going to get straight hot. This was better than Bad Bunny. I'm, I'm hands I'm, down. I, I mean, every when you put the entire package together, I, I, I find it hard to disagree. Uh, so we had Pat McAfee defeating Austin Theory with they, and they have it with Vince McMahon uh, via pinfall in about a ten minute clinic. What a match! What an absolute match! Um, and and the show, the spectacle, the the first we had Vince McMahon agreeing to take a selfie. Then we had a phenomenal entrance, a, a, a phenomenal entrance theme for for Pat McAfee. It was this is what I where you know at the start at the top of the show we were talking about what a fun mania. This yeah. is this just goes with with that mantra like everyone was having fun what it was it, it was a whole ah okay let me let me settle down for a second because this is this is this is this was my favorite segment of the night uh we had pat mcafee shocking the hell out of us with some incredibly incredibly athletic moves the the dead jump up to the top turnbuckle for a superplex well, right before that, doing a backflip to avoid a an attack from uh, from from Austin Theory from the top rope. Oh, the, the, okay. So the match itself, it was fantastic technically, and it was made even better by the shock factor of seeing <laughs> what Pat McAfee is capable of, and yeah, the fact and that Pat McAfee was doing commentary while beating the shit out of Austin Theory was awesome. So I'm, 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 I want to get three points here. Let's not forget, we all know, and we were reminded incredibly that Pat McAfee did perform in NXT against Adam Cole. We are well aware we are independent wrestling podcasts. We know our knowledge on wrestling. But Pat McAfee tonight dug deep into a locker and a special bag of tricks and wow there is a reason and we thought we started it on our thing but there is a reason mcafee mania is trending on twitter right now because pat fucking mcafee stole the show and we're not done we're not no, done. We we're are, not done. Yeah. And then immediately after this match, we had a stare down of the ages between Vince McMahon, excuse me, the boss, Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Pat McAfee himself with Pat McAfee challenging Vince McMahon to a match and Vince McMahon pretending to agree. Nah, I'm walking. And then actually taking off the suit only to reveal that he had the the black the, the classic black, black tank top uh he, he, under all that and he was ready for a match and we we don't need to talk about the match itself right like it, it's it's vince guys yeah. he's 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 a decrepit old man all right what were you expecting him to do the, what we need to talk about is the showmanship of everything here 
All right. Yes. The entire package of what Vince McMahon was providing, how he was playing the crowd. The man still has it in yeah. terms of being a showman himself. Pat McAfee probably having the time of his life doing the job for Vince McMahon. And let's not discount Austin Theory hitting his cues and, and, and being perfect in both segments in the segment with Vince and in the segment with Pat McAfee. And if if we're not going to if we're going to not discredit Austin Theory, let's one let's one up this and let's acknowledge Michael Cole. I am not a Michael Cole person at all. I never have been. But this man calling this entire what was it? We'll say 14 and a half minute segment was he was the older embodiment of Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee wasn't on the headset. You felt like you were listening to the Pat McAfee through Michael Cole. And oh my God. Like I, when McAfee grabbed his headset, I felt I was watching rock beat the crap out of Mick Foley back in the late two nineties, early two thousands. I'm watching history repeat itself. And thank you. Because I was marking out like a kid, like I was last night with Austin. And, and speaking of speak, Austin. Well, I was going to say um, a very uh, appropriate transition here. You said history repeating itself. And we, uh, the wrestling fans that have been around, caught this. We had a recreation of the of, of Stone Cold making a deal with the devil, the hug right the hug in in texas uh between but this time uh between uh vince mcmahon and austin theory and when you know it the glass breaks down comes stone cold steve austin and he does what stone cold steve austin does oh man santi i i, I think i marked out harder than last night because anytime it's at the end of the day, it was a conversation in the chat, but you don't, it doesn't, it's not even a conversation on pay, like for anyone. The greatest rivalry of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. Um, hit me in the comments if you think I'm, if it hit me in the comments if you think I'm wrong because you are, not me. Stone Cold versus McMahon is the greatest rivalry of all time. And you almost felt like when he came down, and like took care of theory, which let's talk about theory cell. Oh, what a beautiful cell of the stunner. This that's it an was, iconic it, cell. It was the, it was the feet. It yeah. was the feet in the air, right? And I'm like, okay, we're gonna push this new kid to the side, and we're gonna have the face off. And for a minute, and I even turned and said to you, I said, "Are we gonna get? Let's let bygones be bygones." And like the chat blew up, and you even looked at me and like, not a chance, not a chance, not a not chance, a chance. no chance in hell. Yeah. And I was just like, and then let's do we let's talk about the stunner. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So people were like, that's the worst stunner of all time. Vince is terrible. Are you kidding me? That is a classic Vince yep. cell. All right, Vince, the very first Vince bump that I've ever seen was, you know, the, the, the stunner by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was terrible. It was terrible. And this was terrible too. And it made it so much better that it was terrible. That's the thing. Yeah. It was it, terrible, but it was, it was 
a classic, right? If that's everybody how, wants, yeah. that's what everybody wanted to see. If everybody wants to get mad at how bad the cell was and maybe it, say botch worthy, you clearly never watched the first bump between Austin and Vince, that first stunner where Vince looked like he went jelly from waist down and then just laid there like, yeah, like, yeah, the like he was getting, yeah, like he was getting tased, you know, this, I'm not mad at this cell. No, I'm no, not no. mad at Austin kicking him out of the ring. Austin, Austin was, was dying laughing at the yeah, stunner. That's the thing too. At that terrible stunner, Austin's dying laughing, which of course has everybody grinning from ear to ear, but there was one more stunner. Yeah, there was. Yeah, go so ahead, we, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we had Pat McAfee coming in to celebrate, and you knew that Pat yeah. McAfee was about to get stunned to Kingdom Come. Uh, and, and we had a combination of a Shane McMahon cell with a Triple H cell with the stiff body, but with the spit uh, yeah. up into the air. And I thought it was brilliant as well. I loved it to the point. I love when they cut to Pat McAfee dying after the stunner, and he grabs a beer and starts chugging with his eyes closed. This is, man, it, it's just wrestling's fun. Wrestling's fun. I, I, Santi, that last segment, it was the, you know what I first thought of? Have you ever seen those girls on Instagram that duck their hair in the water and like, yes, spray up when Pat McAfee went down and sprayed that rainbow of beer? I was like. That could be one of the greatest sells of all time. Maybe it was because I was so over with the entire event, but then they cut to McAfee. <laughs> Cracking a beer, dying. Um, okay, so let's let's talk Fallout from this real quick. Um, so I, I think it's safe to say that this may have been potentially the sending off of Vincent Stone Cold. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's... It, that's the vibes that we got. Um, you know, even Michael Cole is like, well, they let bygones be bygones. They sort of did by just sort of closing the chapter of Austin and Vince McMahon, which is sad in the grand scheme of things. But I love that this is the way that it went out. Uh, number two, Pat McAfee is a legend and his stock in WWE is through the absolute moon right now and you know you and i always say wwe needs to pay pat mcafee whatever he wants because the man is a national treasure and three the other person who um whose stock is through the roof right now because of all of these great rubs is austin theory austin yep. theory was phenomenal in this as well phenomenal in his match with uh with with, with pat mcafee um his he, he, the the way he hides behind Vince McMahon is also mm. to me like I gotta give kudos to uh, to Austin Theory for his acting skills because it just I laugh every time I see him berating Pat McAfee from behind Vince McMahon. I the kid's got it, man. The kid's got it. The kid absolutely gets it. He gets storytelling, in ring psychology, and he's fantastic in the ring. This kid is is a future star in this company. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think this was Austin Theory's needed coming out party, Pat McAfee's coming out party, and the door closing on McMahon and Austin, which makes me incredibly sad because, like, my my era of wrestling is now over. 
Um, but what a way to end it. What a way to end it in Dallas with the chairman, the jacked chairman, the 73-year-old man literally being Vince McMahon. Like, wow. It felt great to watch it. But Austin Theory is going to go on and he's going to do big things. Um, I just feel that it's going to take a little bit more time for him. And I, I can't wait to see what happens. Let's move on to uh, the biggest main event in WrestleMania history as they were billing it. So we have uh, Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeating the Beast Brock Lesnar, WWE Champion, to unify what they are now calling the uh, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So it sounds like they're moving with the Universal Championship as the moniker of WWE, uh, WWE's banner boy, um, who is going to be Roman Reigns, clearly. Uh, yeah, I we had a 12 and a quarter match, and I, I was electrified throughout the entire time. I think we were feeding off of the entire build, which was great. Um, the crowd, I was, I think I was watching the crowd a lot more than I was actually watching the match. Um, nobody was sitting down. Mm-mm. This was one of those ones. It felt very Attitude Era-esque. The, the electricity through that entire stadium. There was a buzz for every touch, every bump, every hell. When the bell rang for the announcement and the first pull of the mic from Heyman. It was just electrifying. And the mat, we won't get into the match just yet. Um, these guys know how to tell a story. As much as people want to hate on Roman, as much as people want to hate on Brock, you cannot deny their abilities and what they are doing to, to sell their stock, you know? Um, Roman was fantastic in, in his cues. Paul Heyman, oh my God, Paul Heyman, pay this man whatever he wants to because, like, he was in the right spot with the right facials the entire time. So, this match, arguably empty stadium, not a barn burner. No, no, absolutely not. No, this was a spectacle, right? Absolutely. And and for it to be a spectacle... Um, you need the right stakes and you need people to give a shit and people clearly in the stadium gave a shit. Like you said, there wasn't a single butt on a seat. Was this a bona fide, um, you know, signature move off where it was just suplexes, uh, spears and, uh, Superman punches. Heck, we even got a little bit of a throwback to, to a Kimura lock, which we haven't seen in a while from Lesnar, but it really was just that right it was just a spot fest um an in-ring spot fest uh but i think it was everything that it needed to be both of these guys are very much capable of putting together a 25 minute fun hard-hitting technical match um but clearly that's not always the best way to go right Uh, AEW loves doing their 30 minute technical masterpieces um this wasn't what it needed to be. And I mean, we can look to Edge and AJ Styles to prove that sometimes um, a spectacle will always be remembered more than a technical, um, like a technically better match. 
right? Yes. Um, because I was not even on the edge of my seat. I was off of my seat the entire time. I was very invested in the match that we had. Um, I, I, I mean, I loved it. I, I think I'm going to just go ahead and say that I love this main event, especially uh, kind of just considering um, that a lot of Roman Reigns main events in the past, perhaps maybe with the exception of last year, but he was also working with two of the greatest last year with Edge and Daniel Bryan. Um, a lot of Roman Reigns main events always fall flat with the crowd in attendance right? We can look back at uh, 31. Crowd was pretty dead until Seth Rollins, right? People weren't buying yep. Roman. Um, yep. Mania 32, I can't remember who he faced in 31, but Mania 32, um, the match against Triple H, people hated it. Like the, the crowd was dead. The match against Taker, people hated it. The crowd was dead. Roman has always struggled to get people off of their seats prior to this tribal chief gimmick. Um, and this tribal chief gimmick has people acknowledging him. And in yeah. this match, this is one of those main events where people gave a shit and the crowd um, elevated this match beyond, you know, what we got on paper, which was just a heavy hitting spot fest. Yeah. And it's funny because you said a couple of months ago, you were completely okay with Roman Reigns going, going for another um, fucking thousand days. Hey, they they name dropped the two guys ahead of him. They name dropped Bob Backlund and they name dropped um, Bruno San Martino. So WWE obviously has this in their radar as potentially having Roman Reigns be a modern day thousand plus day reign, which we there hasn't been one since I've been alive. No, and there, I, there hasn't, hasn't been, been one. one. There hasn't been one since I was I've been alive as well. The only uh, the only thing I can say is the Oscar run with her undefeated yeah she never uh, lost the nxt yeah she ne yeah so but other than that like i've never seen it either um i i was at the end of the the bob Backlund run but uh, here's my question santi and i don't want to bring up oldberg but who's next yeah i, I mean Depends on where you're thinking. I think all of us were hoping for a hiffy smell at the end yeah. of this segment to try and set up potentially The Rock and uh, in Roman. There were rumors that The Rock was in the stadium. The Rock's mom, we kept seeing her in 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 the audience, in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think like the next super marquee match would be Dwayne Johnson. Um, but who's next? I'm. I mean, maybe Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> if, we, if he's going to bring McAfee. those props. Pat McAfee, maybe, if he wants to keep doing backflips off the turnbuckle and stuff. But no, like, here's here's what where my biggest concern is with Roman right now. Like, he's already gone through all the marquee guys on the main roster, and they keep pulling from the past. Yes, okay, let's say it is, you know, The Rock. You go another year, another 365 days. Puts him at just over 800 days, right? What then? You've already squashed Rollins. You've already squashed Owens. You've already squashed AJ. Edge isn't getting another title run. Orton's not separating anytime soon. Who do you... Who? Vacant. Vacant? Vacant. Roman leaves because of injury? Maybe. 
Maybe. Um, I mean, obviously, like we're we're talking very hypotheticals here. Um, but I mean, this does put Roman Reigns in an echelon um, that I've never seen. Like, not even John Cena. Um, not even Triple H during his reign of terror. This is not something I've ever seen before. Somebody this high above everyone else on 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 the main roster, which like right now is exciting, but I can understand your um hesitations and concerns uh about the legitimacy of the rest of the roster uh moving forward. I mean, if you think about it, they already kind of they, by putting Brock in this main event, they are already saying that there's no one on the main roster that has the star power to go alongside a Roman Reigns, right? Yep. They're, they're already in, in, they're already basically saying that by putting Lesnar in this spot. Yeah. And that's where my biggest concern is because even though say Cody got a, a phenomenal pop, Roman's going to come out on raw tomorrow night. Yeah. And somebody's going to come out. They're not. They're not bringing Rock out the Raw after Mania. Hey, that that that, I, that, is, I, that that's where the Cena and Rock match was announced. It was the, the Raw after Mania. If they do decide to go back to that, then hell, they've they've swerved me. Hey, you you know what? I I I could see it being Rock. I, 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 I Raw after Mania. Um, because I it's been a while since we've had like the giant like crazy swerve at a night after raw excuse me at a night after mania but you know uh 2011 the setup of the uh, of the once in a lifetime rock and cena and then 2012 the 11 year return hiatus of brock lesnar right so they've done giant returns in the past before at raw after mania and i mean i could i could definitely see um the rock making that appearance i, ju- I just really hope it's it, they don't decide to go with a with a, a cody rhodes you know like that's no th- i think i think it's too soon too soon definitely too, too soon. soon i think uh, cody rhodes has a lot of um baggage that he needs to tackle in wwe yeah, he's gotta shed that right. he's gotta shed a few more skins like uh uh cory graves and by the way credit to cory graves cory graves last night with that commentary of that stardust that stardust move moment where uh somebody i think byron saxon said he was paying homage and Corey graves turns around and he goes no 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 he was shedding his skin and i was like that was perfect so, but back to Roman, like he's going to come out. He's going to have a c- celebratory moment because he's now the unified. So he's got to be on Raw tomorrow. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, 16 hours from now to see what we're about to, or 17 hours now from now to see what we're about to get because I have a feeling this is going to be, I think a new generation, it's going to be the new start to something very new for the professional wrestling business. And I am all for everything that we got this WrestleMania, even the lackluster stuff. Wow. Like, let's just go like, give me raw after mania and show me what the next year is going to take. It's been a while since I've been this pumped uh, about wrestling. It it really has been a while. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, even after last year's WrestleMania, I was not pumped. Even though I like the show, there's nothing wrong with it. But there, there's just something about the aura and the air and, and the decisions that were made at this year's Mania where I am, I'm psyched 
to see where WWE takes this over the next six months. I think there's a lot there's a lot of good nuggets in here, right? Um, I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna just list you some things just from what I'm seeing um, after all of the Mania matches are done. We're still gonna have the Bloodline in 2022. Where who knows where the Miz and Logan Paul take us, right? We saw that Logan Paul can cut it in the ring, right? Uh, we're seeing we, we are going to continue to get to see Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. What's not the love about that? We now live in a world with Seth freaking Rollins is in the same roster as as the nightmare Cody Rhodes, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We 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 get to put that book aside. But like you said, now we get to focus on the next generation. We still have fantastic youngsters in the likes of Riddle, the Street Profits. Um, we, we have um, Sami Zayn doing Sami Zayn things. We've got Sasha Banks, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. We have Edge starting this stable. We have Pat McAfee being a national treasure. We have Austin Theory being elevated to kingdom come 2022 has me excited and this is what wrestlemania needs to do yeah. wrestlemania is the season finale and the season finale always needs to get you excited for the season premiere and i am fucking pumped for wwe in 2022 now i have one more question before we take this off the air santi who next to the fans obviously because the fans were the biggest winners of this weekend out of all the performers, who was the biggest winner and to get the – who got put over the most in your mind, I think? Yeah, no, that that's fair. That, that's that's yeah. what I'm trying to get over here. Yeah. So I'm going to give you two answers, uh, okay. although it might be cheating. I would say even though he didn't need to be put over, this puts him over extra. Uh, Kevin Owens. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Kevin Owens. We We were preaching it. He could have gotten squashed. He this loss puts him over. It marquee over. Yeah, big time over. Right. Um, and number two, I've already been beating the drum. Um, Austin Theory. Uh, Austin Theory has been winning me over over the last several months, and just I. I, I what a fantastic match he had with Pat McAfee. I love his 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 back and forth and his interactions with McMahon. And, and, I mean, who doesn't get huge after an Austin and McMahon rub? Right? They're setting this kid up for to have a huge Big year. Things. Big things. Those are my two yeah. winners. In and terms I'm, of stock. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. Like their stock was enhanced. Uh, Kevin Owens has just signed a massive contract uh, late December, early January. And his stock has just gone through the roof with his self-build with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is going to put KO in the upper echelon of the new blood. And yes, we know Owens has been around for 10 years. But it's finally, I feel, Owens' next run on the, the top. He's going to get a couple of main events for the title. He might not win it. We don't know. But Owens is definitely going to be up there. Theory, I give him another year. I called it last last time. He's he's our Rumble winner or our Money in the Bank winner. I think he's better as a Money in the Bank winner than a Rumble Amazing. winner. Amazing. I get very big Edge vibes and Dolph Ziggler vibes from Austin Theory if we put the Money in the Bank in his hands. 
this is going to be a huge year. Like you said, this is the first time you've been truly excited for a end of the year into the new season per se of rest professional wrestling in WWE. And what I, uh, the final thing I want to say, Santi is honestly, I'm looking forward to running down this road with you. Um, we have done some big things, 2,500 subscribers on YouTube, 252,000 followers on TikTok, thousand people in our fucking live fucking 3 million 3 million likes over two nights on our lives on TikTok, guys. Thank you so much for all your support. I am very grateful. I'm not going to speak for Santi. I'll let him speak for himself. But, guys, I am looking forward to running down this fucking road with you guys and seeing what happens. Hell yeah, brother. Um, Before we wrap it up here, um, I don't care what scale you use. Use your own personal scale. What do you rate this WrestleMania? 8.5 out of 10. 8.9 out of 10. Okay. I will say this is the best WrestleMania I have watched since 25. I will say my favorite WrestleMania of all time is 17. We can't, we've covered this. 25. I'm, I'm going to say I was, oh, I was really hyped on 25. I was very hyped on 30. So I'm going to put this in my fourth. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that this is the best mania um, since 22. I, I, I think, tw- yeah, I, I. There are here. Mania is different now, right? Yes. Mania is different. So now that I'm thinking about it, it's it's tough to to grade, right? Mania is now. Break, mania is now are now. not going to get, you know, the 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 classics like the takers Shawn michaels right it's different now mania is really focused on the entertainment aspect and i think they've been trying that over the last couple years and i think this is the first one where they've really succeeded at balancing both and just sending the crowd home excited is this the best mania in the 30s Uh, 30s really, really good, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Same. So am I. 30 was good. This, I'm not going to sleep for a couple of more hours. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm excited. Yeah. You know, my adrenaline has to come down. 30 was really good. Yeah. But I believe this is the best mania in the 30s. I'm okay with, I'm okay with signing off on that. I'm okay with so. signing off on that. Santi, uh, I'm stealing the line. Where, does, where can people about, find you? I was just about to say it to you. <laughs> people can find me at twitch.tv slash Zap, or, of course, over on the TikTok at Straight Shoot. Uh, the links to all that stuff will be in the description. And, Steve, where can people find you? Uh, twitch.tv slash Mr. Tesh and on the Straight Shoot TikTok. Um, also, guys, let's boost up the Twitter uh, for Straight Shoot uh, Straight Shoot pc if you have to ask what pc stands for i feel sorry for you it is uh twitter slash straight shoot pc uh go give us a follow and i want to do one more quick shout out to our winners of our two u.s titles uh the backs effect um actually a long time follower of the straight shoot uh podcast and kevlar coming from your 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 twitch channel dude yeah. <laughs> like holy shit like 
we had a lot of people in there um so i was very happy to draw both those names um so congratulations massive shout out to you guys and keep a keep an ear out for some more giveaways that we might be doing all right folks take care have a good one see you next time